Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Today, but we're going to keep it rolling. We have a big, big show for you today. A lot going on, as usual. Super Bowl champ James Jones is with us. Fox NFL analyst TJ Hushmanzada, an all-time Eagles all-time leading rusher and two-time Super Bowl champ. LaShawn, that is, that is McCoy. That is me. That is me. Time. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? What's happening? Living the dream, baby. You know, we, 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 we're going to get after it today. I'm going to TJ back. Two-time, baby. Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers walked into MetLife Stadium last night without crutches. A couple months after tearing his Achilles, his Jets lost to the Chargers, but after the game, he had a little interesting exchange with Chargers safety Derwin James. Let's take a listen. Give me a few weeks. Give me a few weeks. Now maybe he's being a little, yeah. a little cheeky there. But James, yes. you played with twelve, as you yeah, call him, twelve, endearingly. <laughs> Is there any point to Aaron Rodgers coming back this season? If the Jets are in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers should come back. And what I mean by that is. We at least say five, six more weeks, right? So we're going to have a clear-cut answer of are they going to make the playoffs or are they not going to make the playoffs? Mm. Or if they're in, you win your last two games, you control your own destiny, then you make the playoffs. If Aaron Rodgers is ready, he should definitely come back. That's the goal. You see the dude out here trying to throw the ball. You see him pounding rehab. You see him out there trying to work extremely hard to get himself back strictly for the playoffs. There's no need. For the Jets or Aaron Rodgers to come back if they are not in the playoff pitchers. It makes no sense for you to throw them out there for two games and you're not in the playoff pitcher and he mess around and get hurt again. But if you are in the playoff pitcher and he done busted his tail to get back, and like I said to you, if it's clear, not no, we need the Cincinnati to lose, we need uh, Baltimore to lose, none of that. If they control their own if destiny. If they control their own destiny and Aaron Rodgers is healthy and ready to go to make a playoff run, absolutely put him in the game. Shady? Oh, uh... I'm going to agree with James. I mean, we normally don't agree all the time, but I agree <laughs> with James. Because having a guy like Aaron Rodgers at his age, what he means to the game, what he means to the Jets, to rush him back for what? Who are you doing that for? Back in the day, Ricky Waters had this book, right? He's in with my high school, Ricky Waters, running back. For who, for what? For who, for what? That was the name of the book. <laughs> it was a pass about to catch the ball. It's when he was the Niners. Like, no, no, he was the Eagles. And he dropped the ball. And he said, why you catch the ball? He said, for who, for what? <laughs> they were getting blown out. So my thing with Aaron Rodgers is like, for who, for what? Why, why would I come back? And, and, you know, risk getting injured again. This is Achilles we're talking about. This is like, what, yeah. eight to nine months? Sometimes yeah, a year. Yeah, a year. Yeah, so, a year. so to rush him back for what? 
they got to be like in the mix. Now, right now, they actually are in the mix in the AFC East and that division, right? It's like kind of up and down. The Dolphins are at head, but it's you never know how that may how they may go. So if they can have something to play for at the end of the season, then I think A Rod should come back and be A Rod. Yeah. He's superhero. Why not? Yeah. Come on. I, I think for who, for what, for A Rod. Mm. I mean, he's trying to come back. He's saying he's going to play again next year. He clearly wants to. He's talking about uh, give me a few weeks. Even if they aren't or are on the edge of the playoff picture, I think for who, for what is for him. Mm. He wants to be able to play. You don't, this is, you know, there's all these cliches. You know, you got to value every snap matters, and you never know when the game's going to be taken away from you. He just experienced that. He tore his Achilles yeah. th- four plays into the, into the season, a season that we talked about for six months straight and all of the hype. So I really think even if they are on the edge or, or even not in the playoffs, for him to come back and, and get into playing mode again, if, you're, if he's healthy, of course, not rushing it, not, not coming back too early, but if he's healthy – and he can, even if they're outside of it, I see a point for him to come back. But what do you think, TJ? We all agree, yes, he should try. Is he Wolverine? Like, how is he coming <laughs> I, back? I, that this, part I don't have uh, the answer to. Now, <laughs> see him Wolverine moving. was different. You see him moving, though. <laughs> now it, it's, let's just be honest. The Jets aren't going to have a chance mm. to make the playoffs. And he ain't coming. The AFC is loaded. It's loaded. Like, they're in third place in their division. With Zach Wilson, do we think he can win just two of the next four games? Mm. Can, can they do that? That puts him at six and six. They still going to be on the outside looking in. So it's not going to. Yes, he should try to come back. But he's not going to play because they are going to be out of the playoff picture. There's too many good teams in the AFC for the Jets to, oh, we can control our own destiny. That's not going to happen. And, and so it sounds good. It's good to talk about. It's good for him to attack the rehab the way he's attacking it. They're going to be out the playoff picture, so it's not going to matter. Yeah, I think this, though, like even when I watch the Jets team, I look at them on paper and watch them play actually on TV. They don't need to bring him back right now because like you talked about the AFC so loaded and it's going to be so hard to get into the playoffs. Why not let him rest? They got a young team. They don't have no big contract they got to pay right now. You see that offensive line? Is, someone at this desk said the offensive line would be a bit of a problem this year. I don't know who it was. Well, Zach holds the ball, too, though. I can't, I can't yes. remember who it was. He holds the ball a lot. Yeah, well, he walked it back yeah. a little bit today. It's not really a realistic timeline for him to come back. If he was going to be back in a few weeks, though, I'll have what Aaron's having. because <laughs> Real talk. Everybody needs <laughs> that. Oh, what he's drinking. Yeah, all of it. I'll take it all. <laughs> Let's move on Everybody. to Dallas. The Cowboys lost to the Eagles on Sunday, knocking them to 5-3 and three this season. Mike Apart. He's staying positive, though, even though his team did not get the win. Let's take a listen. I mean, I feel like we got even more confidence now. You know, um, I feel like everybody was had us out and everyone was praising this Eagles team. But obviously, we gave them their best fit. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to spit fuel in the fire. We'll see y'all. We'll see them again in four weeks. Hi, Shady. That's your, that's your Harrisburg brother. Harrisburg, stand up, baby. Do you have any issues with Micah Parsons? I love me some Parsons. Uh, uh, it was hard to understand a little bit. He, he said that, um, that, that, that everybody praised the Eagles and they, he feels more confident now that, that they played us. And I was just trying to figure that part out because we won the game, right? And, and we didn't really play good. And they played really, really good. I mean, Dak Prescott, I mean... I had to make sure that was really him. Mm-hmm. He looked really, really good. So I don't expect to see that performance by him again against a good team again. I don't know. He might prove me wrong. He proved me wrong this last week. So when, he, when Parsons was talking, I just didn't really understand it. And to give my full take, I just, I got to know what my dog is saying. What you mean? I got to hit him up and see what's going on. Because how are you confident 
Thank you. When you play in a team, right, that you know is a hyped-up game, y'all kind of like uh, them, they don't kind of like you, it's, you know it's issues, right? It's hyped up since week one. They can't wait to see each other. Then they see each other. How are you more confident you, and you lost? That's the part I didn't get. So, I mean, I, I love, one thing about Parsons I do love, I love when he speaks his mind, right? We don't, it's not a lot of that in this game. It's starting to become that where players, no matter how they feel about coaches, whatever it is, media, they speak out on it. Right. Back then, it was like a thing you shouldn't do. You know what I mean? I like seeing him do that. I just don't understand the confidence part. Uh-huh. I should be less confident now that they don't beat us. <laughs> I, I guess he's trying to say, you know, when you play a good game, but it mm-hmm. just doesn't, it doesn't break your way. Right. You know what I mean? But you know you're capable. Like, like, we, like we, get the, we get them. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. if we just do this better okay. and this better... Then we'll get them next time. But the thing is, with that, Joey, that, that's a good point you're saying. But that only happens if, okay, if you play your best and we play our best, right, and we just came up short. We, we don't get, that next time, maybe the ball bounces this way. Maybe the ref throws so the left side. you're saying because the Eagles didn't play their best we, and, they were, and they still beat them. We had, the Cowboys played their best. He shouldn't feel confident. We had A.J. Brown on, on, on the interview yesterday on Speak, right? Yeah. Did a great job. <clears throat> and he said, man, you know what? We won the game. It was a good game. But... I thought there's so many things we could have did better no to blow the game out of proportion. I said, me too. I thought the same thing. So when Parsons watched the game and watched the film, whatever he made, however they break it down, you can't possibly think that you get more confidence by watching that game because we didn't play good at all. Right. But I think that... What you think, I brother? think that is what he is saying. Because with our eyeballs watching the game, we okay. feel like, man, Dak ball. C.D. Lamb ball. Right. Right? The Cowboys played a really good game. You know, Dak make one or two more throws, they win this football uh-huh. game. Obviously, with him saying that statement, saying we got more confidence after that game, that means they turn the tape on. This is, this is how I'm trying to read it because I don't know what he's talking about. Getting more confidence after a loss and everybody thought you played well. So he had to turn on the tape or the Cowboys had to turn on the tape and say, man, we didn't play our best. And we had the ball on the five-yard line with a chance to win the game, and we didn't play our best. Yeah. And it could have been strictly on the defense. They gave up 28 points. Maybe he feels like they didn't play their best and had a chance to win the game and coming out of the film room. Right. Not out of the game. Hold on, hold on. That's how I say that. That wasn't film room talk. That was after the game. Oh, that's, that's after the game. game. shower. So you yeah. ain't even yeah. saying nothing. No, he just, like, just right. put the cologne on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Ooh, rewind that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. With your own, I don't know what he's talking about there, because with your own two eyes, Balls, if you watch that game, the Cowboys played really, really they well. Great. And still came up short, and we all know Philly didn't play. Oh, yeah, he didn't even dress so yet. I don't he know. Yeah, like, towel on the shoulders. I don't know how you come out of that. He got soap on his neck. Yeah, he just got the shower. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that soap. <laughs> so I don't know how you coming out of that one with confidence right there, unless you know just it's a good opponent, and we took him down to a wire, and we got confidence. TJ? It's odd to me that you lose a game. Mm. And you have more confidence wow. after losing than you had going into it. We wow, have DJ. more confidence now. Now, the Cowboys outgained them, held the Eagles to 290 yards, and you lose. The Eagles played as bad as they could play, mm. and they still won the game. Mm. The Cowboys played as good as they could play, held the Eagles down, averaged three yards a carry, 290 yards of total offense, mm. and you still lost. Dak Prescott threw the ball all over the field. And you still lost. Mm. Are y'all going to play this good next time? And are the Eagles going to play this bad? Good point. And so I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe he's trying to psych his team out. But they didn't play well. Mm. You guys played well. And you still lost. It's like a boxer. Oh, man, I didn't fight my best fight. 
I can beat him, but he knocked me out in the third, fourth round. Mm. You, you lost. Mm. Just like you're going to get better, the Eagles are going to be much better you know the next that. time you play them. And so you have more con- – it's odd to me. I like the confidence, but it doesn't make sense. But for me, I think this is coach talk. Because we all been in the locker rooms to where it's like your coach has a message after the game. Mm-hmm. And when you get up there to the podium or you get up there talking, you try to relay the coach's message. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is coming from Coach Mike. Y'all should be confident. Like, does it sound like Coach Mike? Y'all should be confident. It sound like Coach Mike. Y'all should be confident y'all took this team down to the wire and it's one or two Jalen Hurts did better he, in the game. Jalen Hurts not even 100%. Mm, and so the next time you play, he should be feeling a lot better. And, and I get the Cowboys. You slowed the Eagles down. Dak had a great game. We on the five-yard line. We take a penalty. We get sacked. Oh, we should have won. But you didn't. But you didn't. It could be Coach Chalk. It sounds like Coach Chalk. It's right after the game. He didn't watch any film. He's not trying to come out here and be more self-deprecating, especially after losing to the Eagles. And it's a big game, big rivalry game, division game. And it's a bad loss. Like, yeah. you, wanna, you, you don't want to lose that game. This may be one that counts towards the end of the season, even though they see them again. I think he's just being positive. I, I, I don't think he really feels more confident after a loss, particularly like you said, and you said, and you said, the Eagles didn't play their best game. No, if the Eagles play your best game and you play your best game and it comes down to the wire and it, it, it just, it's just <clears throat> the, the, the other team won, that's different. But we all felt like the better team won this game. Yeah. The Eagles are the better team right now and they won the game. Cowboys don't feel like that. They, they don't. That's the I mean. only reason you're saying that you got more confidence. Mike like, is a great player. That's now, so. the sign of a good team. We can win yep. when we are not at our best. No question. That's a sign of a good team. I, 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 be, I always say this little saying on TV. I'll be like, a coach will always tell us, Andy Reeve will say this, there's games that you want to win that you should not win. No question. Right? You've been, you've been playing terrible all game. Y'all should lose this game. Eagles but somehow play. the guys up there, they say, you know, we're going to let you win. And there's sometimes in games where you play great. And lose. And you find a way to lose. Mm-hmm. So I, I say that to say this. Like, that's what makes the Eagles so good because there's times where we should be losing them games mm-hmm. the way we're playing sloppy. And then what do we do? We find a way to win. They always do. Mm. Coming up, every team we. in the AFC would be in the playoffs right now. But which team is the best in the division? That's next on Speak. And don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports channel on Sirius XM. Okay, okay. Steelers up in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We're in second and short. Let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture. If you look closely, you'll see all four teams in the AFC North would be in the playoffs right now. John Harbaugh said, quote, there's no doubt it's the best division. They could be finding ways to win games. Mm-hmm. TJ, spend a little time in this division. Now, I think I know your answer. But who's the best team <laughs> in the AFC North right now? Don't be biased. Oh. I'm going to be a little biased. Oh, God. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's the Bengals. Mm. And I, I say that because we know, and we've lost, say we, channel my shade. Yeah. We, 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 we do lo- we around here. 
We've already lost to the Browns and the Ravens. Yeah. But Joe wasn't Joe. Joe wasn't Joe. He Joe. wasn't healthy. Ah. And, and so if... He did play, right? I'm just, he played? He played. Okay, he did, I, he okay, did I was play. Sure he, we, we weren't ourselves. Okay. I'm not going to discredit what Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens have done and what they're doing. But I know me, and we would all agree, if we need a drive, what offense out the AFC North are we going to take? We all going to take Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow mm. to win that game. And so when we need that drive to get it done, we all going to take the Bengals offense. And that's what's going to happen in the playoffs. We're going to need a drive. Your team's going to need a drive. And we all going to believe Joe Burrow is that guy to get it done. And so I say the Bengals, although the Baltimore Ravens, number one in scoring defense, a top there it six is. offense. There it is. I'm about to get to that. Because one thing you did say, you said that everybody wants to take the offense. And you know what? Yeah. Having Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, that's a great mix. And Joe Mixon in the back, that's a great offense lineup, right? Yeah. We always argue that about him and Josh Allen. So I, you're right. I would love to take that offensive group. Mm-hmm. But it's three phases of football. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh is a special team coach, is he not? Mm-hmm. His whole, that's what he's been, Philadelphia, way back. Let's take it back. That's like Philadelphia days. Great special team coach. He does that. Offense, I give it to your boys, right? I think it is close with the Ravens, yeah. but right now, I'll give it to y'all. What about that defense? Mm. You, say, you say what? You say what? <laughs> they got a top offense and a top defense. They what do. are we talking about right now? Right? So as much as we love the, the, the praise, the offense, that Joe Burrow is back booming again, throwing it deep to the right, to the left, doing his thing. You gotta have some defense. And another thing about the Ravens, they went on the roll. Mm-hmm. They came up the, they came up hey, the uh, everybody, Cincinnati. Hey, everybody got defense until you run into somebody about, you can't stop. Hold on, hold on. They came up the Cincinnati. They came to the crib. Mm. We wasn't home. They came to your crib. You say y'all, right? We yeah, yeah, they came yeah. to their crib <laughs> and beat them. Yeah. Beat them good. We, we weren't all the way so, late, though. as a championship team, if you talk about who's the best in that division, you got to be able to win on the road. They can do that. Mm-hmm. They got a good offense, an MVP quarterback. They got Lamar Jackson, a lot of steel players. They run the ball extremely well. Yes, they do. And they got defense. Mm. Also, well, I think the Bengals are playing really well right they now. They are both. They, are. they, they are. put themselves in a very significant hole. Mm. They have the toughest remaining schedule in the NFL. They got to win the rest of these games. All these games that they won on that surge, only one of them has been in the AFC. This is the rest of their schedule. Mm-hmm. So they can get to five wins if they win all their games at home against the Texans, Steelers, Colts, Vikings, and Browns. Maybe they can do that. Oh, yeah. If they don't do that and they lose one or two of those, they'll need to pick up an equal number of road wins. Yeah. So Max. they don't. Max, two more losses. That's it. Max. Max. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Max. Maybe. But it's going to have to be that because it's the, the AFC playoff picture is like this. Yeah. And because of that hole that they put themselves in, and that hole that they put themselves in wasn't a normal <clears> hole. <throat> it was a hole with all those AFC teams that they played in mm. er, against earlier in the season. So I think the Bengals are playing excellent football right now. They look like the Bengals that they look like during the Super Bowl run. They look great. Joe Burrow looks back to normal. The offense is flying. All of that. But if I got to pick the best team in the AFC North right now, it's also the one that's at the top of the division, yeah. and that's the Ravens. I got to go with the Ravens and Lamar Action Jackson as well. And JoJo Burrow ain't never a bad, uh, bad pick. But oh, nice. when you talk about team-wise, this Ravens team is different. This Ravens team is not the jumbo Ravens team on offense and let's load everybody up in the box and run the football. This Ravens offense is spreading you out. They want Lamar to throw the ball. And the Ravens is saying, okay, you're going to play pass coverage? 
but we still could run the ball. That's why this past game, they ran it for 300, and Lamar almost threw it for 200. Yep. Like, so it's different than the old Ravens offense that we used to see in just jumbo formation. I agree. I would be in that, that, that Cincinnati Bengals offense, but this offense with Lamar Jackson, this team could easily be undefeated. If the, the receivers didn't drop nine balls against the Steelers, and they didn't give up an overtime lo- Like, this team could be undefeated. The Bengals took some beatdowns with Joe Burrow. With he was hurt. I, yeah, I understand hurt. that, but it wasn't like, oh, these games are close. No, they got beat down. The, the Baltimore Ravens could easily be sitting at undefeated. You take and any, everything travels. Any quarterback that is not 100% or he's not in the game, Yeah, that oh, team, all I know is can't go off of that, playoff time or when the game matters starting in November, hmm. Joe Burrow's 15-5. No, no, no. Let's November, see. December, if, January, he's 15 and 5. If you ask him, out of all the quarterbacks in that division, if you had to pick one for the postseason, I'm taking Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I, and I'm a, I love Jamar yeah. Jackson. So I agree with you there. But we can't just do the what ifs. We can't just do that. We got to go what's going on right now. And what's going on right now is, look, my daughter said that the Ravens could have been, since we're doing the could have and all that, and ifs, they could be undefeated. And I like the way they're playing right now. They look confident. They look hungry on defense. And they, and they want the smoke. We talked a lot about the Bengals win over the Bills, as we should, yep, yep. because it was special. Joe looked good again. Did you see what the Ravens did this weekend? We haven't talked about it at all. Man. The Seahawks were at the top of that division. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a light beatdown. Yeah, it was a spanking spanking. Oh, what, what, about, what about the game before the uh, Bills? You know when the Bengals played? The Niners. How was that? They beat them? It was good. What about when they played the Lions? Back to back good teams. Back to back playoff teams. You want to playoffs? Come on, let me, let me highlight you real quick. I mean. Oh, you want the playoffs? Let me highlight you too. Come on. We're talking about two winners in these quarterbacks. And right now, the way it's looking is JoJo going to have to come through Baltimore. Yeah. That's, and with that defense, and I ain't even talking about Lamar. With that defense at home in Baltimore, mm. you're talking about 13 points a game. And I understand Cincinnati got a good offense. They possibly they can do. score. They nice. But this offense could score, too. Like, they're not playing good defense and winning 17 to 10. They playing good defense and winning 38 to 3. That, that's, that's, that is signs of a really good team. And Lamar Jackson and that offense ain't playing neither. But it'll be good. I, it's one thing that concerns me is we are owing to in the division. We've, mm-hmm. we've lost to Cleveland, and we've lost to Baltimore. That, that's concerning. <laughs> when Joe is healthy, yeah. all the concerns go Joe's out the beast. window. Yeah. When, yeah. when he's playing this type of football, you really have no concerns. Uh-huh. Keep him upright because the defense now, they have help. The defense, don't, they don't have to be perfect. The defense is not top ten, but they're just on the outside of that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be down to the last stretches, last few weeks of the season. That's what it's going to come down to. Only- but – but that offense, is, it just seems unstoppable when he's playing this o- way. The only thing um, that worries me, right, because you, you got to be so, like, perfect almost. And you just talked about how having the max two losses. So you still have the Ravens, you got to play them. Mm-hmm. Still got the Browns, who you lost to already. You, you got the Jaguars, who's playing really, really good. Both of them on the road, too. because They're like, on the road. So my thing is, like, it, and Joe Burrow is playing phenomenal right now. You can tell he's healthy. He, he's shaking dudes in the pocket, buying time. You know, finding receivers, they look good. All things is you got to be perfect. You 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 built this this ditch or yeah. you know what I mean and, and with the record, so you got to get out of that. Yeah. And that means you got to be perfect. And I don't think that they're gonna be perfect the whole way through. They but, have road yeah. games against the Ravens, Jacksonville, the Steelers, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. But for me, this ain't about trying to win the division, right? The Ravens the already beat yeah, you. No, no, they no, already playoffs. two games up. This is just about getting in the playoffs. And once we get in the playoffs, you know what type of coverage the Ravens like to play, right? 
man to man. All right, try that against the Bengals. I, 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 I know help. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to play that single high defense and you want to get up and press. We talking football. Now that we healthy. Yeah. It's cool and all that, but they get a lot of pressure though. Come, get a lot of pressure though. Come play that man to man now. Come play that man to man. I mean, it's gonna be hard to play man to man against the Bengals. Bengals are really, really good. It's just it's hard to deny 13 points a game though. That that, that defense going to work. And I and I know Joe Burrow. Everybody ain't got those guys on the outside. I understand what you're saying, but we had some guys on the outside too, and we ran into some good defense and got slapped up. But it'll be good though. It's gonna be fun down the stretch. You played with some guys on the outside too, and I'm sure you done got slapped up a couple of times. Coming up, we got a spicy conversation on the way. LeBron James said he would still be at his all-time level if he never came to Miami. We'll tell you if we agree, he'd be the same player next on Speak. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well. Let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. LeBron James was back in Miami last night, but his Lakers did not get the win. We all remember LeBron won two titles during his time in Miami. But before the game, he said, quote, I think I would still be at this level no matter if I would have came here or not. I would be at this level no matter if I came here or not. Shady. Oh. Do you agree that LeBron would still be the same player (laughs) Um, without his stint in Miami? I'm going to say yes. I mean, we talk about LeBron James here. Like, this is the guy that we argue about, is he better than Michael Jordan or not? He's that good. You drop LeBron James in any era, this era, the uh, era 25 years from now, he might still be playing. But anyway, any era he's that good where he'll be able to play and be a superstar. He'll still have a, he'll still be, you know, the, the scoring champ. He'll have all them numbers. When he's done playing, he's going to have the, the scoring, the assist, the rebound, everything, because he's that good. But the question, though, I got to twist up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are you asking more about the, the championships? Because he, he said it clear that I want the Miami to learn how to be a champion. I want the Miami to learn how to be that, that dog, right? So, yeah, he'll still be the same player. He's right about that. But I don't know if I get the four championships. Well, you take the two championships away, I don't know if we look at him as, as the same. Oh. Now, because we compare him to MJ. You compare because of him the, to MJ. So, if yes, he, yes. let's just take the stint in Miami out. 
Oh no, no. <laughs> I think he'd be. A, I think he would be a great player. No, no. I think he'd be a great player. I, I think he'd be still be a beast, phenomenal athlete, you know, and all that. But when we start comparing with the goats, mm. is it your MJ? Is it Michael? Is it Kobe? I think you would take him out of that because the rings matter. And keep in mind, he didn't have a ring before. Yeah. Well, you know what I like about this though, even though he's speaking that, and I get it from an athlete. I got the same confidence, and he should. He's even. He's even greater than than everybody even playing. So I understand what he's saying that, hey, at the end of the day, I'm still LeBron James. And he's right. I just think that when you look at the, the, the dynamic of the team when he went to Miami, learning from a guy like D-Wade, right? Learning from a guy like Bosh. Having them guys in there with you. But it's not just all LeBron James. If we lose or win, it's all on his shoulders. We could spread it out a little bit. And he learned. He talked about that. He said, I, I, I enjoy going to Miami to learn how to be a champion, how to be a leader. I mean, obviously I'm sensitive to this. I started my career in Miami when LeBron came there. So I I was covering the big three, the Heatles, in that moment. And yes, they were the most hated organization in all of sports. And I happen to love Miami, and I love the Miami Heat, and I love the organization. And he did say some nice things about the organization. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best organizations in sports, and I love my time there and all those things. But it's very hard to hear this and not feel as if it is shade towards the Heat, even Mm -hmm. if he is just talking about who he is. Because the reality is when we play these what-if games, okay, if I went somewhere else, I would still have the same success. Mm-hmm. We can do that with a lot of things. No, sure. And until we have the evidence, which we very rarely get in sports, we kind of just have to play the what-if game. We didn't know how good Belichick was or wasn't until Brady left and won another championship. And now we're getting the evidence that is pretty substantial that it was a lot to do with Tom Brady. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was way more to do yeah. with Tom Brady like than we maybe thought. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, LeBron played in two other places since Miami. He only has one championship in each of those. Mm. So if you're talking about the championships, which I I can't just remove those when I evaluate LeBron James, because like you just said, we're not having comparisons of him and and Jordan if he doesn't have these championships. No question. We couldn't even start the conversation until he had one championship, which he didn't have in Cleveland. Would he be a great all-time player, one of the greatest basketball players we'd ever seen? Of course. Because he was that before he came to Miami. But would he be at the all-time high, argued as the best player in the history of the game, without all of these championships, which included Miami? I don't think he would. But what do you think, James? Mm. Mm, That's good, Joy. That's good. I don't think he would neither. You know, and don't get me wrong. You can drop a couple players in any generation or anywhere to play basketball, and they're going to ball. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Kyrie Irving, you drop them anyway, they're going to get buckets. They are a walking bucket. So I'm not d- denying his greatness and about him passing the ball or scoring the basketball, rebounding, guarding all five, none of that. LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen. But if you take away two of those championships, there's no way he could be in the GOAT conversation. So what he did in Miami winning those championships put him in these conversations. And now what he's doing is all just cherry on the top. We're not talking about LeBron as just being able to score and dominate a basketball game. If you take Miami out and he doesn't get those two championships, and when he left Miami, he's been in this league for a long time and only got how many? Two more. Two more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if you take that out and he doesn't win those two, you're sitting here with two championships? He ain't even in them conversations yeah. with the Kobe Bryants and the Michael Jordans and when you talk about like the Dirk, great. Be like, when, yeah, when yeah. you talk when you talk about the GOAT. So for me, 
He needed that Miami stint. If he doesn't have that Miami stint, I don't think we're talking about LeBron. Now we're talking about him in the GOAT conversation. Yeah. He's going to be a great player. He's going to be an all-star every year. We know that. But I don't know if we're talking about him in that GOAT conversation without the Miami stint. He would be the same player regardless if he played with the Heat or not, in my opinion. And it's simple. When those four seasons he went to Miami, yes, they went to the finals four straight years in a row. He won two. Had he not gone to the Miami Heat, he would have gone – he was at – his apex. He was at his peak. Wherever he would have gone, I believe he would have won. Now, did he learn some things in Miami that he used throughout his career? I'm sure any smart player, any player that has any type of sense, you're going to learn good or bad from any situation that you're in. And so whatever he took from the culture that the Heat created that he didn't get in Cleveland or he wasn't, he just wasn't aware of that took place while he was in Cleveland. He got that in Miami, and he took that back to Cleveland with him. But at that time when he went to Miami, wherever he was going, he was probably going to win. And it also helps when you're playing with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. At that time, there were three of the top, what, 15 players in the NBA. Sure. Yeah. And so that helps. Can I ask but you a like, question? But he uh, left uh, Cleveland yeah, to like win he, a championship. He was in Cleveland, though, and didn't win a championship. You know what I'm saying? Can I, let me ask but he didn't have no Dwayne I Wade know, or Chris Bosh in Cleveland. Dwayne Wade, well, Chris Bosh came with LeBron. So I, I, don't, I, I want to credit the Heat for having the space to bring Chris Bosh in. But he came with LeBron. But now, Wade was already there. So I, I guess my question is, how can you say that he would do that anywhere if he was somewhere and didn't do it? And he do wasn't it? doing it and, now. And, 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 because and they didn't have those the, players. But the Heats were the ones responsible for Dwayne Wade and Eric Spolstra and the rest of the, the lineup and the culture. When LeBron, LeBron didn't bring Le that to Miami. When LeBron James left Miami, how many championships they won? None. But they exactly. didn't. But they so won if, one before he got no, there. No, no. If your culture and what the Heat, but what you guys bring to the Wade, table though. is that great, when he left, why they didn't continue to win? But even in Cleveland, he didn't win one. Dwayne Wade won one in Miami. Le LeBron, when he first got to Cleveland, he's young. You're just starting out. When he went to Miami, I believe anywhere he goes, he's going to win. You, if you put Dwayne Wade, didn't win. Chris Bosh, and LeBron James in Sacramento, they win in the championship. Yeah, see, that's, this is, that's, 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 where, that's, that's where I push back because, because like Pat Riley. yeah, ahead, that's where I have to give the organization credit. Like, it is still a team sport. And he didn't, LeBron also could have chose to go anywhere because he had a decision. Like, he, he could have chose, chosen anywhere in the league he wanted to go was LeBron James. And he chose Miami. That's where I have to put the credit to the organization because Wade had already, was already a finals MVP and a champion before LeBron came there. The rest of the lineup, all those contributing uh, players that we saw in the finals this year that contributed, that, that's the work of Pat Riley. Eric Spolstra, who is one of the top, if not the, one of the best coaches in the league, was the product of the Miami Heat. And so that's the guy that LeBron, and he, he wanted him gone. And, and, right? And, and, and what'd they say? Pat Riley no, said no. No, thank you. So I, that's where I say you have to give some credit to the organization. But what were you going to ask, J.D.? Uh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> I was never going. I forgot. No, I mean, that, that's, where I say, that's where I say you have to give credit to the organization. Yeah. Because they, you, they get you, credit. It, always. But to me, you give me the best game plan in the world. If I don't execute it as a player, is it the best game plan? No. The players got to get out there and get it done. They got to get it done. They give the player uh, an opportunity, though. You, any game plan just don't work. No, I don't believe that. You, the you players have to execute. Keep in mind, they didn't win the yeah, championship but, the first year, though. Yeah. They had all those That's when they lost to Dallas, correct? They yeah. yeah, they lost to yeah. Dallas yeah. the first yeah. year there. So it wasn't even automatic. I guess just for me, I, I think that it takes more than just great players. And, and listen, I love LeBron James. I think he is 
the best superstar that we've ever seen. I'm extremely grateful he came yeah. to the Heat, and all everyone in that organization agrees that those championships would be there. I think prior to that, Dwayne Wade winning the championship with Shaq, it kind of helped LeBron understand how to get it done. And I'm not saying Dwayne Wade didn't contribute to LeBron getting through rough patches and helping him learn how to win, but when LeBron left the Miami Heat, and it's been a while, they have yet to win a championship. Yeah, but They've been back to the finals to the last four years. Yeah. I hear you. Like, ha- having the difference, having, a, having LeBron James there would have, <laughs> would have made the difference for championships. But I, I guess my, my, my pushback to it is, if you, you can't contextualize LeBron James without his championships. No. So when you not. say, you, this sin, I would have done this anywhere, mm-hmm. well, then it's like, but you didn't do it everywhere because yeah. you went back to Cleveland and you only won one and you had great players there. Mm-hmm. And you've been in Los Angeles and you've only won one and you've had great players alongside with you there. So if it's just that easy to go win multiple championships and be in the finals for four straight years, then it should have happened again. Yeah. LeBron, and, and listen, LeBron is one of the greatest to ever do it. And people will argue him and Mike. That's, they don't even put Kobe in there no more. They say him or Mike because of the championships. If he takes away two of those championships that happened in Miami, I don't care if he scored 100,000 points in one game. He's not going to be in the GOAT conversations with these dudes with how he is now with winning those championships in Miami. He won championships matter. KD got two, and we ain't even, we don't even really talk about KD. It really He's would be like KD. You know saying, what I'm saying? It would be like KD winning a championship with the Suns and being like, I'd be the same player without that stint and goal. No, you would not. No, you you, would not. Well, you would. All right, let's move on to college football. While we're staying in the spicy space, Washington beat USC on Saturday, but the headlines were all on Caleb Williams. He had four total touchdowns, but after the loss, cameras captured him going into the stands and having a moment with his mother. He was crying, and this was, uh, was all over everywhere. Very upset. Okay, we've seen enough. I don't, I, no, 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 no. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Get it, get it out. My dad would say, <laughs> get it out. free yourself, son. Give <laughs> a little pat. TJ, what is your reaction to Caleb Williams' reaction to him crying after the game? I don't have a problem with it. It was an organic moment that showed me he put a lot into that game. And to come out on a losing end, he just couldn't handle his emotions. And, and so I wouldn't have done that. I would have preferred he do that in the locker room. But when a player shows you his emotion, he he couldn't control that. And and we've just never seen a player of his caliber do something like we haven't seen it because we know no player. Every time we lose a game and you are the best player on that team, that camera's going to find you. Yes, it is. And we know that's going to be the case. And so that he knows because that's why they covered his face. But I would have liked just crying in the locker room. And then when you get in the locker room, you kind of calm down. You may not feel the same, so you probably wouldn't cry. I, I just feel like being a young man. But he's a different guy. Paints his fingernails. He's shown us. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to be me. But he put a lot into that game. And that crying showed me our season is over. We can't get what we thought we could accomplish. We can't accomplish that anymore. And, and so that was a culmination of everything he put into it. Do you cry? I can't remember the last time I cried, me personally. And, and, and I will say this before I let you. To me, crying in public is a sign of strength more than it is a sign of weakness. But me, I can't remember <clears throat> the last time I cried. So I'm going to say this, right? 
I loved it, right? And I don't do no crowd. I loved it, though. Just because we've never seen a player of this magnitude, of how good he is, the expectation level of, of where they put him at, not just this year, but the year before last year. Maybe the year before last year. He was been hyped up. And for him to go on the stands and cry with his mom and his parents, that shows you who he really is. This is like, and, then, and then for you to say you got to cry in the locker room, for what? Why? I got to pick and choose where I can use my emotions? No. I love that about him just because it shows who he really is. He cares about winning. If I'm going to take a player in the number one pick, right, to lead my franchise, to turn my franchise around, and I see something like this, I love him even more. He's a great player that shows I hate to lose. They're on a two-game loser streak. It's USC. It's Caleb Williams. It's big football. He upset he lost. I love to see that. I don't want to wait to the locker room. I'm pissed off. I'm mad as hell. I don't have time to go to the locker room and cry. I'm mad as hell. I see my mom. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. And I like to see that because a lot of players that I play with, I, don't even, I won't even say the names. They might make me mad as thinking about it. <laughs> we lose games, and I put my heart and soul into the game. Training every day, working out. I can't wait to get the, the game on Sunday. The ball out. I'm balling like normal, <laughs> and you used to ball like normal. In this game, you're not balling. Yeah. Okay, you're not balling this game and next game. Something like, man, he got to be frustrated. He got to be mad. He <laughs> might cry at home with his mom, yeah. and I see him, and he's not. And I'm, thinking, and I'm pissed like, my man, what's up? A lot of issues that they have with Russell Wilson is that he don't show enough emotion. Mm-hmm. Last year, he played awful. You know what he did every game, after the game? Hey, um, um, Bronco Nation, let's ride. We'll be better. We don't want to hear that. We want to see some frustration. Everybody's different. I've seen players that's great players like Tom Brady. He gets mad. We ain't playing well. He ain't playing good. He's yelling. Let's go, guys. Let's get it going. He might break a tablet. Stephon Diggs. They want to come at him a certain way. He loves to win the game. He loves to play. He plays hard. He's real passionate. He might throw his hands. He might do this and that. But he loves to play the game. I need that. When you don't show me nothing like this, even so, show me something. When you don't show me nothing, I say, yeah, he don't care about the game. Yeah. He, don't, he, he worry about his paycheck. They've lost three of the... Hey, Caleb, real quick, Caleb. If you want to cry, cry. If you got to do it, you got to do it. If you want to celebrate and you win, celebrate. But show me that emotion when it comes to the game that you love. And that's the dude I'm going to take number one overall. James? Well, I'm on a different side, Shane. Boom, right here. And it's I know not- you're going to go and free yourself. <laughs> go and free yourself, brother. Go and free yourself. I'm on a different side because, number one, I'm cool with crying. I have cried in football games, right? You lose. When we won the Super Bowl, I dropped down to my knees, thought about everything I've been through to get to this point. Boom, tears started coming down. But for me, it's different when you jump in the stance to your mom and to your dad. For me, I felt like that was intention-seeking behavior. Because the reason why I say that is, what you just say, you're the best player in college football, you know the whole world watching you, you know the cameras is never leaving you, you You jump in the stance and cry to your mom. If he would have turned around, the people that he'd been in the trenches with, battling with, that lost the game and grabbed one of his teammates, and boom, some tears started coming down, that's football. That's raw emotion. I get it, young fella. It's a hard fall game. You don't want to lose. Miss your chance to go to the Pac-12 championship. I'm good with that but I felt like this was him searching for attention and I know he hides the trophy winner and you got attention attention and the camera's going with you but we have never seen this man we have never seen a player jump into the stands and cry in his mama's arms and just that that, for me that's that's for the attention hold on shady go to the locker room 
You know your parents is going to be in the family zone after the game to see your mama know you lost, your mama know you battled, your mama know what you've been through, your family know. Cry in the locker room, cry with your family after the game. To jump in the stands, I thought so, was just so absolutely for, crazy. Two, I just want to address two things. Talk I, to I me, man. First of all, right, I don't think he needs no more attention. On every fast food commercial, he's on all of them. Right? I done ate two burgers. I shouldn't have ate this because I see him on there. I do. Caleb, that dude look good. You know what I'm saying? Go get one. He got the cheese on there. You know what I mean? It was Wendy's. He had everything. That's one. Right? A lot and of it, people do stuff for attention. That's super special. I don't know. Not like, I don't know. He, he's everywhere. I, I've never seen anything like that. Anyway, and he, he's like a good player. He's like, anyway. The second thing is you talking about why you jump in the stands. He got parents. He got parents. You know what I'm saying? He got parents. They care about him. I see my mom. I might do something like that. Why does he have to pick and choose when he can show his emotion? Listen, I tell all my friends this all the time when they talk about football, right? You put so much time and effort into this game, so much more time than away from your family. I'm with you. Right? If you give it all you got and then you keep losing, so whenever you cry, it's what it is. I'll give you a quick story. In college at Pittsburgh, right, my second year, I was balling, you know, um, college, um, what is it, uh, All-American, all that type of stuff, and we were down like three, Right? My quarterback wasn't that good, the quarterback. He wasn't, he wasn't too good at all. So we was doing handoffs the whole time. It was like two minutes left, right? We're doing quarterback or uh, running back draws, right? So I'm, I'm doing my thing. I get all the way down to the goal line, right? The quarterback, he can't throw. He should at least be able to handle the ball off. He hands me the ball on the side, right? It falls, it fumbles. Louisville, they get it, they score. Or no, they, they don't score, they, they ice the game out. So I'm mad. I'm super mad. I don't get in the shower. I don't, I don't talk to the media. Mm. I put my stuff on. I go to the, I go to the bus, and I'm crying. Yeah. Crying. Cool Please. with that. Right? I'm and cool I with that. I see my mom, right? I've been, my mom and dad raised me. They still married together. Real great family thing. If I see my mom, man, come over here. And I ain't no mama, but come here. I'm going to cry on her because <laughs> it's true emotions. When you start doing all these antics, like, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm so mad, I'm going to cry in the locker room. Like, you, you, you kind of like, that's acting to me. I, Be who you are, bro. I, I, that, I agree with you It's acting to me, you jumping in the stands. I'm like, cry today, depending on what's going on today. That, that's all good. I, as someone who despises crying in front of other people, I hate crying in front of other people. I cry all the time, just not in front of other people. But sometimes, you just have to emote. And when you're putting as much time and energy and effort and blood and sweat and tears and, and desire and competitiveness and, and legacy and everything, mm-hmm. sometimes you just emote. We, let's be honest. We have a toxic relationship with crying. I just said it. I don't like to cry in front of other people. Yeah. I'm a woman. It's expected that I cry sometimes, that I might cry in front of other people. I hate it. Yeah. I, hate people giving, I hate people giving me attention oh God, when I'm crying. Stop asking me what's wrong. I'm fine. I'll talk about what I want to talk about. Let me just give me a second. That's why I don't like to cry in front of other people. But crying is this, and, ha- and being sad is the same as being happy. It's the yeah. same as being angry. It's the yeah. same as being excited. Yeah. It's the same as being any emotion that you have. It's all temporary and it happens. We just contextualize crying as a negative thing because it's associated with being soft. When in fact, it is just how you are expressing your emotions. I like it because for, for the, the, and you've made a lot of points, but the one I agree with the most What's is. That one? I can't stand when people lose and they look like they don't care. Oh. Even if they do care, that's my, that's my toxic reaction. I'm like, give us something. Be mad. Right. Be, be something. Be cry. Yell. Show me something. something. Show me something that you've been moved off of your, your state. Don't just be there. Don't come up and say the right thing. Like, care. Fans are upset. Yeah. The, the, the entire staff is upset. The boosters are upset. The coaches are upset. Your family's upset. Your girlfriend's upset. Everybody's mad. And you're just like, 
Mike Tyson crying. And, and I'm, and I'm good with that. Game. Mike Tyson crying. But this is, this is, this is, this is day near the fourth time. You'd have, you'd have been crying on the bench twice the last two games. Now this game, you jump up in the stands crying to your mom. You came in here saying, I'm good with it, but I wouldn't, I don't cry like that. You said, I'm cool with it, but I wouldn't have did it. She said, I'm cool with it, but I don't cry for everybody. That means y'all not cool with it. It's okay to cry, but the way he did it, jumping up in the stands, come on, man. That's, I also that's don't for think attention, he meant to. Man. I don't think he meant to. I think he meant to hug his well, he mom did and then he got upset. But I also, I'm, I'm being honest, on, I mama. have two nephews that play college football if they got up in the stands and started crying I would I would be I would understand it I would I would understand that I would not be upset at them for doing that you think I, he want to do this you think yeah, he want to act he and wants, cry like, come on ruin it. it he wants to he be doing it in the stands and he doing it he should be in the locker room by now or he should be grabbing one of his teammates let's go bro we lost if we crying let's together go. We, this boy in the I've been stands. losing with y'all I've been losing with y'all I'm gonna go you and he the reason why they losing they lost to Notre Dame him and he crying. I'm gonna say this, man. Listen, on, to I can't believe you just said that. He the reason they losing. The last couple games, he the on, reason man. they losing. He the reason they losing. Look, look. He not the he reason. Well. He getting wild. He threw That's three in a row. He didn't play. See, you well. need to cry. You need to cry a little bit. You're too tight. You're too tight. Right you let some tears go a little bit, bro. I do cry, but not in the stands. He didn't play well against Notre Dame, but he's the reason. They winning games. I agree. Absolutely. He's the reason they won the games he won. And he the reason they lost the ones they lost. They lost to oh, UW. He didn't throw a pick. No, he did. He had one interception. But they gave up 52 points. I understand I don't that. Know what your beef is with they Caleb Williams, They didn't give up 52 man. against Notre Dame. He threw three go. or four of them things, he didn't, didn't he? He didn't, play with, he didn't play his best against Notre Dame. So he was one of the reasons hey. they lost. That's all I'm pa- saying. Pa- they only pa- got three losses. What you want to talk about Yo, the other one? He got to give him a hug. He need a hug. Hey. Y'all got to be kidding me, man. This boy understands. The Raiders made a big coaching change, and they got a win on Sunday. So can they make some noise with the Raiders? Raiders. That is that. Nah, real rap, man. Y'all be a funny little brother to get a hug. Like, whoa. Josh McDaniels was fired last week, but the Raiders responded with a blowout win over the Giants. <laughs> Giving yeah. interim head coach Antonio Pierce his first win. Josh Jacobs said, quote, it was almost like a reset for us. Shady like that celebration. Right now. Before we start, though, <clears throat> from the last block. Mm-hmm. All love, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Can y'all see that? JJ's a heart. We, on this show, we love each other, dog. We love each other. I had to cry out, make sure it's off camera. Yeah, that guy, woof. Man. Sorry about that. Yeah, we, you know, it's just, it's all right. If you can cry if you need to, James. Well, I don't think you cried after the Raiders won, but can the Raiders make some noise with Antonio Pierce? Absolutely. And it starts with the belief. Right? Mm. They did not believe in Josh McDaniels, but this locker room believes in AP and Antonio Pierce. They believe in him, and they think that this is the time. They, be- they truly believe this is the time for the turnaround. They have really good pieces on the offensive side of the ball. He's making sure. That was his first thing that he said to the people in the building on the offensive side. Get the ball to the playmakers. Point blank, period. Easy. I don't care how you do it, when you do it, wherever you do it, get the ball to the playmakers. And on defense, you just seen them flying around with a different type energy. I mean, to hold the Giants to six points, I mean, that was big time defense. Max Crosby should be up in there for defensive player of the year, the way he playing and changing the game. Almost 10 sacks on the year, a bunch of tackles for loss. They built the right way. They got the energy. They got the coach. They got the belief. You better believe that this thing is, not will, 
is going it's to get turned, turned around. With that it's going to get turned around. AP got them boys playing. Mm -hmm. And then, now that's the playing part. I want to show y'all something for a second. Talk to him. Can we show the clip real quick, please? This is all about what football's all about. There it is. Believe it. Look there at this. They won games before they didn't do this. Nope. And, and, and maybe the cigar is a little extra, but it just shows you like how happy they are. Yeah. Right? They believe now. They want to be there. When you play with a coach that you don't really trust and believe in, you don't want to celebrate like this. Even after a win, you don't want to celebrate yeah. like this. AP got them guys believing again, and I love everything he's doing. Look at the owner. Yeah. Having a ball. Look at that <laughs> Crosby. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's like... Every day to come to work, it's hard to do the same. Even if you're paying all that money, mm -hmm. at the time I was making a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? Which we always playing. But that's one part of it. But the other part is actually coming up every day, yeah. doing the same thing over and over and over again. It gets tough. Mm -hmm. And you need coaches to make you come to work and look like this. Mm -hmm. Andy Reid was one of them coaches. I couldn't wait to get to work. Yeah. Joking with him, joking with my teammates. I love it. It becomes a family. Football is really a family. Yep. And, and when you have a coach that makes you believe like Antonio Pierce is doing, by the way, I had a chance to play against him. He was a, he was a great leader for his mm -hmm. New York Giants defense. He was very vocal. The same thing he's doing now. So to have a player like that that's in a position to be a coach, this is what you look forward to. That's it. Yes. I'm, I'm, I know AP. I've been knowing AP since I was a teenager. Mm. Um, mm. LA do, right? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Played against him in JUCO. Played against him in college. Played against him in the league. Coach with him in high school at Long Beach Poly. Mm. And so I know AP very well. They're going to be much better because the clip you just showed, they feel like they can be themselves. That's they it. wouldn't have done that with nope. Josh McDaniels because they were afraid to be themselves around him. Mm -hmm. And they believe in AP. The Raiders have talent. It will be a challenge yes. because they have a rookie quarterback and Aiden O'Connell, and he just hasn't played enough football. But... This shows me. I'm going to just say, AP going to be the coach of the Raiders next year. Oh, talk to him. I hope he's so. Talk to he's going to be the coach of the Raiders next year because the, when you believe in a coach, you're going to fight for him. Yep. You're going to go above and beyond to make sure yeah. you don't let him down. Now, 30 points, season high. Yep. 125 yards rushing, season, season high. high. Yeah. Six points that you spoke up. Season, season low. low. Yep. Eight sacks. Season, season high. high. <laughs> is, is, is this a coincidence? Like, is this a coincidence? Mm -hmm. It's AP. I've been around him. He's a leader of men. He just has it. Mm -hmm. It's something about him that you are going to follow him. And the players are going to follow AP. Not only did he play at a high level, extremely smart. And so AP will do enough. Mark Davis learned last year. He probably should have hired Basaccia. Yep. He did not. Yep. Yep. He yep. won't make that same mistake twice. Mm. No, I, I love it for, for all the reasons you're saying, and I hope that he does remain the coach next year. And I love seeing former players get the opportunity. And a lot of it is relating to the players. When you, when you have a relationship with your players, it changes the energy. You could still be losing, but at least you believe. That's a lot of what happened with Dan Campbell. I don't really like Dan Campbell's approach to it, but you saw that he's relating to players. He's putting mm -hmm. belief in so even if we aren't necessarily where we need to be, they have a rookie quarterback. They might struggle a little bit for the rest of the season. But do That's we believe, point. are we building a culture? I believe so much in culture. It's why I, I, I snapped on the Raiders the way I did the other day, because yeah. culture is important. If you keep putting players and personnel and coaches and, and the organization in the same position over and over and over again, it's a failure. Shift, pivot, yep. try something different, create the energy. And that's what I love about what he 
he's doing. And that is what the problem was with Josh McDaniels. And I believe it's what the problem is with a lot of the Belichick tree. Because that philosophy of people don't matter, it's all about winning, it's all about the system, individuals don't matter, your problems, their problems, it ain't about that, just do your job. That's old school, and that's cute when you got Tom Brady. But when you have to apply that in different organizations and organizations that don't necessarily have that culture, the Raiders have always been about personality. I don't know an organization in the league that isn't more about personality from from their culture way back. So you can't just shift that everywhere you go. It doesn't apply. And I don't even think it works anymore. So you have to be able to find a balance between working hard Mm -hmm. and enjoying what you do every day. I'm, I'm I'm a serious person when it comes to work. I'm not always a jokey joke, but there's got to be some space for a little ha-ha and kiki. There's got to be a little space for a relationship. You have to have the space to recognize the humanity Mm -hmm. in your players and the people that are in the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think Andy Reid does really well. And I think all coaches who who have sustained success and have real cultures Mm -hmm. to the organization understand that. And not only that, when we come to work, we know that. Shady going to act a fool in this meeting. We're going to have some good conversations in the meeting, right? So the, the production meeting is one of the best parts of the show. We, we look forward to coming in there. Hey, even if it's Shady showing us about him building an apartment complex for the, for the kids and all that, like, we look forward to that type okay, of stuff. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that stuff that's is big lo- time. That's our locker room. These dudes are walking into this building now happy to go to work. Yeah. Right? Shady spoke on it. When you playing for Andy Reid and you walking in the building, you happy to see Andy Reid, you happy to see your teammates, that's big time. You want to come to work. We still play a game. This is a game. Yeah, it's work. You're making a lot of money, but it's still a game. Antonio came in there. He got music in the meetings. Like, you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that, that, that's fun to come play. to work. Hey. And we all know when you play with good coaches. He's pulling up in this six phone from Dayton. That's it. Come on now. That's it. Yes. yes. I, listen, he do that. I'm sold. No, he is. He is. I'm coming to free agency. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he pulling but, up into the game a six fall on some days. He did. Yeah. And the thing what I think Antonio Pierce I love is that he's leading these boys. And yeah. he's making like a real team again, a real family. And, and that's what we're talking about, this family thing. I just start getting sad. Oh, here he goes. Oh, man. Here he goes. <laughs> you know, and and here, now bro. I'm thinking about this. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Caleb will cry. Is that okay, James? That's okay, man. This you got know? me thinking about my old friend, my boy Slim. Man. Oh, Look at my oh, boy. Slim, I miss you, Slim. Oh, Look at my boy. Got the ways they bring up my boy Slim. I miss AJ, you, though. When AJ seen the wings, yeah. he was like, oh, what's AJ, like, I'm glad I'm on the Zoom. my boy Slim, yeah. man. Well, speaking of the Eagles, they beat the Cowboys this weekend. Dak Prescott played a great game, but they did lose. And the Cowboys have to roll with him for the rest yeah. of the season. And they count on him to make a Super Bowl run. Is that your Eagle sound? Is that your Eagle sound? That's next on Speak. It's better than that. We're in overtime. Dak Prescott threw for 374 yards and three touchdown passes on Sunday. But Cowboys still lost to the Eagles. Earlier today, Jerry Jones said, quote, if Dak can have those kinds of games, we can go where we want to be this year. And where they want to be this year is in the Super Bowl. So, Shady, can the Cowboys count on Dak Prescott to make a Super Bowl run? You know, anything is possible. <laughs> That's very nice. I wanna, I'm, I'm going to say no, right, Kevin Garnett? Kevin, uh, Garnett. Yeah. It is possible. I mean, so, yeah, they, he probably could take him to the Super Bowl. It's, I mean, it's possible, but I got to be honest. <laughs> no, he has no shot. He has no shot. No shot. There's a reason why. Dak is not a rookie. Not a second year, his third year. This was eighth year, yeah. right? 
Nine, nine years, eight, nine years, something like that. So my thing is like, we've seen Dak for a lot, a lot of years. Why would this change? The Cowboys haven't been to the MC Championship in how many years? <clears throat> 20. 30. Let's just say 30. Yeah. Right? We, we so, so that's just one part of it. And the second part is Dak has been there for quite some time. He hasn't taken him to no championship. He hasn't taken him to the NFC Championship either. None of that. So to say that we're going to get this Dak and he's going to take us to the promised land sounds crazy. But this is the thing, though. I, I feel like every time, and I don't know if it's even the Cowboys, but it's every team in football. Right? And I know it's a week-to-week game, but you got to show me. I'm from a show-me state. You got to show me what's going on. For example, the Niners. They're the greatest team playing right now. Brock Purdy is everything. He has a bad game or two bad games. Oh, Niners are trash. Not that good. Brock Purdy is terrible. Dak Prescott. He plays bad against the Niners. They lose. Oh, he's weak. He's this. He's that in the third. He has a good game against the Eagles. They still lose. Good against the Eagles. And now it's like he can take to the promised land. <clears throat> what are we doing? We keep doing the same thing every week. <laughs> I got to see some, be somebody being consistent. If it's player or team. Ooh. I'm being serious. I need Dak to, to show me. I need him to. Right. When you play these big time games, play like that. Mm-hmm. And I got no reason to say anything different. But since you don't do that, <laughs> you play the opposite. And you had one rare game. You bought out against a good team on prime time, even though you're still lost. <clears throat> I can't say that you are going to take your team to promised land. For what, seven seasons with two playoff wins? Yeah. Come on. Mm. This is what it is. So to answer your question, absolutely not. <laughs> James? Hell no. <laughs> Can the Cowboys count on Dak to make a Super Bowl run? Yeah. Where's Slim when you need him? Yes, they can. And they can because you don't like they ain't never had a defense like this that they got now. Right? So we're believing that this defense is going to play better than it did <clears throat> this, last, this last week. And they still played halfway solid this last week. But on deck, the last two games, and I believe that's what Jerry's talking about, if we can get this deck, this team can compete and play with the best of them. And who knows, once you punch your ticket into the playoffs, where this might take you. But Dak Prescott against the Rams and Dak Prescott against the Philadelphia Eagles, if you continue to get this Dak, this Dallas Cowboys team can compete and beat anyone in the National Football League. And since the Niners game, Dak Prescott came out of that game and he said, you know what, I forced some passes, I should have used my legs a whole lot more. And since then, Dak Prescott has been using his legs and not necessarily to run, but escaping the pocket, finding receivers down the football field and has been playing at a high level. This offense is third in the National Football League. They average 28 points per game. Dak is third in completion percentage. Like, Dak is playing good football. If he does not turn it over and play good like he has done these last couple games, the Dallas Cowboys can compete and play with anyone in the National Football League in the NFC or the AFC. So if he continues to get this Dak, yes, the Cowboys can make a Super Bowl run. PJ? I'm going to say no. And the reason I just tried to tell you why. The, the reason I say no is I, <laughs> I just look at the body of work and said. Why work? He's been in the league eight years, and he hasn't done it. And every year is, this going to be the Cowboys' year. This going to be the Cowboys' year. And he had a great game against the Eagles. He plays well against the Eagles because last year, week 16, 390 yards. Mm. He plays well against the Eagles. It's something about their defense that he understands, and he plays well against them. And so... <clears throat> Can they I lose, ask, though? Can they, I ask you a question? Sure. Or not to cut you off. Sure. When do, you, when, when do you start counting the years to where it matters if you ain't winning yet? Or, like, can take a team on a run? 
he has to be able to get his team over the. No, what I'm saying. So is it three years, four years? Like when do you guys start counting? Well, like once years you've matter? been once you've been a starter in the league for me, mm-hmm. three years, you got to show something. So, so Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen got to show but, something. But Josh Allen's been to an AFC championship. But, but still though, he ain't he ain't been on a Super Bowl run. That's but, what, that's what we're talking about. about that. But we. Everybody that watches football would say Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. He would, he would too. But they he would too. But that's all I'm saying. Like you bringing the years up on but, Dak. Why but, can't he get it done this year? Though is what I'm saying. And he hasn't even been to an NFC Championship game. And Josh Allen has oh, been to an AFC Championship game. That's it. If he can take steps and okay, we play the Bucks in 2022, we win the game, mm-hmm. and then we lose the next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be able to get close to the Super Bowl. Let alone a Super Bowl. So it's make a Super Bowl run, not win a playoff game. And so, yeah, Dak has good games, but he can't put them together, stack them when it matters the most. At least he hasn't been able to show us. So I'm just going off of his history. You're going off the history of him not getting it done. Correct. But you ain't worried, worried about how you're playing this year. No, because he's played well throughout the before. seasons, and then he's done this. Yeah. I think you are, you are something until you're not, right? Like, he's had multiple opportunities to go further than he's gone with great teams and pieces mm, around mm. him. I, anything is possible, of course. The Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. Who knows what can happen? I think he's good enough to win with the team that he has and get to a Super Bowl. He is good enough. They are good enough. If you actually do it or not is the question. There are, uh, there are quarterbacks who are less talented or, or, or worse than Dak Prescott who have gone further. No doubt. Jimmy Garoppolo is Ooh. not as good as Dak Prescott, has gone further. Yeah, Cooper Rush. What you, do in those mo- what you do in those moments is what matters. You, you want to talk about the Niners' loss? It was back-to-back years, mm. and, and the ball was in his hands. So I'm not going to say no because we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Football is a, is a crazy sport. Things can break your way. They don't. Someone doesn't, you know, the ball bounces off their helmet, and then you don't end up going on to the, to the next, you know, to the no next doubt. game. Yep. So it can, it can happen, but it hasn't. So when you say he's capable of it, He's, he's not yet been capable of it. He hasn't done it, and it ha- this is his eighth season. It's not like he's a young player in his second season. We're not sure yet. Like, you've had multiple opportunities in the postseason with good teams. And not only his eighth season, and- he's been starting. Yes. Ooh. Every season. He's been a roster. starter. <laughs> good roster. Every season. I mean, last year's roster to me was – was not a, a significant step down than this year. I think that this year's roster was yes. better, but like they, yeah. had a, they had a Super Bowl-level roster Absolutely. last year. Absolutely. They had a couple extra pieces this year. And they, they, sh- really they should have beat the Niners last year in the playoffs. No yeah, no, the defense did their job. Coming up, C.J. Stroud has had one of the best games by a quarterback this season. Talking a lot of MVP lately. Should he be in that conversation? That's next on Speak. C.J. Stroud had an unbelievable game on Sunday. What a great game. Finishing with 470 passing yards and five touchdown passes in the win over the Bucs. I think the best watch of the weekend, honestly. The Texans are now 4-4 four and four with the number two overall draft pick as their quarterback. They are feeling good right now. They are. Feeling good, playing good, you look good, you feel good, play they good. They're going to pay him real, real good, good real soon. <laughs> Should C.J. Stroud be in the MVP conversation? No, he shouldn't. But I got to give him his credit. That young boy is good. That boy real, real, real good. Real, real, I mean, real Ohio good. State got so many great players. One position they don't, they, they don't do well at is quarterback. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one good quarterback from Ohio State. He changing. Ever. 
He's changing it. He's the best Ohio State quarterback to come to the NFL, and he's only played eight games. This kid is really, really good. Already. Already. So I got to give a lot of, lot of uh, credit to um, C.J. Stroud. Man, he's a hell of a player. But when we talk about MVP, though, because that's, that's something big to me. That's, that's, that's the best player, player in, the in the NFL, right? And I think he's doing well, but he's not that. And when you are the best player, what's that result in? Winning. Winning. They're 4-4. Four and four. Can't have a dude in the MVP conversation at 4-4. Four and four. If we look at the, all the, the rest of the quarterbacks, right, the last winners in the MVP, let's talk about them. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. last year, 14-3. Rodgers, 13-3. Rodgers, 13-3. Lamar, 13-2. Mahomes, 12-4. Brady, 13-3. They winning games. Mm-hmm. They barely losing. So if we're going to talk about an MVP, and he's having a great, phenomenal year, I just can't put him in that boat. I can. MVP. I can. C.J. Stroud needs to be in that boat for MVP. And them is some great quarterbacks, and the record is good. But usually when you win coach of the year, it's not Belichick that came off a 13-3 and season. It's, it's, not a, it's a coach that comes in there and really changes the program around and wins some games and has this team maybe in the playoffs or completely turned around. This kid was the number two pick. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans was the worst team. They had the same record as the number one pick, right? They just had a tie in there to get a number one pick, you know, to, to the Chicago Bears when they traded up. But they ha- you can't name nobody on the defense besides a number three pick. You can't name a number one receiver over there, and he throwing for 400 and plus yards. He got one interception. All these quarterbacks that we think is so-called good, he got more touchdown passes and less interceptions than Purdy, Trevor Lawrence, Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and all of them boys is in front of him in the MVP conversation except Joe Burrow. That's disrespectful to this young player. By the way, he's playing, and he took over a team that won three football games last year, and they got four already in eight weeks. He, by himself, he has came over there and changed around the organization. To me, that is MVP-worthy, and he has the numbers to back it up on top of having his team at 500. DJ? He should absolutely be in Mm. the conversation. It didn't say should he win it. Okay. He should be in the conversation because of what you just said. Everything that he's done in the conference. I like that, T. He's earned that <laughs> because it's, you get drafted number two. And by the way, I said on this network that I would have drafted him number one. I should be somebody's general manager you somewhere. Should. Give him his flowers. Give him his flowers. Sue Friday. But, but, <laughs> but he's not going to win it. But to be in the conversation for what he's done, because when the season started, Everybody said the Houston Texans, they don't have playmakers on the outside. Nico Collins is about to get paid because now we all know who Nico Collins is because of C.J. Stroud. And so all those guys you named, the Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys will win it. He won't win it, but be in the conversation, absolutely, because what he's done with a team that was very bad before he got there is remarkable. Yeah, he's certainly on base for Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie yeah, of the Year. Yeah, you got to get that and for sure. D'Amico Ryans is probably going to end up winning Coach of the Year. Okay, D'Amico! That's my boy right there. Well. Coming up, the Chargers got a much-needed win last night behind catches like this. I don't know if I can call this crazy work. That's your... That's your that nice. This is nice. Season. Like That's it. next on Speed. Yeah, that catch was unbelievable. I Look like CJ though, bro. Come on, man. Like Woo! MVP. He ain't gonna win it, but he's gonna be in the comments. He gotta be in the comments. We're in our two-minute drill. The Chargers blowout win over the Jazz last night was highlighted by Keenan Allen's incredible catch. They are now four and four this season. James, 
to save the Chargers' season? Um, every game from here on out is a game saver for the Chargers. If the Chargers do not make the playoffs this season and make a nice little run, the organization is making a lot of changes. So, yes, this is just a start, but, yeah, every last one of these games. Yeah, they got, they got a long way to go. How do you feel about that? Um... I don't know. I mean, it's the Jets, right? I mean, they should have won. But these are the wins. These are the wins that they need to no doubt to scoop up. They had eight sacks. That's that's what's encouraging. Is that defense? Well, what about against a good team? Eight sacks. I hear you, you but eight sacks is a lot of sacks. Yeah, we'll see. They they're helping their. But two of their next three games, they play the Lions. Lost. They play the Packers. They play the Ravens. They need to win two of those three. If they win two of those three, they they'll not. be in the playoffs. They lose, they beat all the weak teams, man. They That's win awful. two of those three games. Next three games, they'll be Listen, in the playoffs. Be tough. Listen, we need to extend this desk a little bit. And after they lose to the Ravens or the Lions, Brandon Staley, we'll put them right here. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Yo. Speak, can we take them all? Hey, yeah, we can get them. Okay, cool. Put <laughs> them right here, right? <laughs> That's it for us. Race Hub is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Oh, Staley, how, how'd you like the Chargers, man? You like <laughs>